0: This is an All Ears English Podcast, Episode 607, How to Massively Improve Your English with Massive Open Online Courses. Welcome to the All Ears English Podcast, downloaded more than 16 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. And to instantly download your transcript from today's episode, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash transcripts, earsenglish.com forward slash T-R-A-N-S-C-R-I-P-T-S. Today, our guest, Chris, will show you what a MOOC is and how it could dramatically change your career and your English level. Today, we have a guest on the show. Our guest today is a certified English teacher from the US, but he lives in the Czech Republic because it feels like home to him. He also participates in Spartan races around the world. This year, he'll be participating in races in Austria, Germany, Slovakia, Poland, the Czech Republic, France, and the UK. Now, let's meet our guest today, Christopher Jack.
1: Hey guys, I'm Chris, and today you're going to hear about a brand new way to not only find native English speakers to practice with, but to also stay ahead in your professional field at the same time. I can show you how to do this in my personally tailored lessons. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash italki, that's allearsenglish.com forward slash I-T-A-L-K-I and register there for a $10 credit, then find me at italki.com forward slash the English Tutor. That's italki.com forward slash T-H-E-E-N-G-L-I-S-H-T-U-T-O-R.
0: Hey, Chris, welcome to All Ears English. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on the show. And I'm excited excited that you're on today because we are talking about MOOCs, right? MOOCs. That sounds like a weird word, but what does that stand for, Chris? So
1: MOOCs, uh, what it stands for is a massively open online course.
0: Okay, cool. What does the word massively mean? That's a great word.
1: Massively means that, um, well, it's, an extremely large number, so in these cases, with MOOCs, you can have anywhere from ten thousand to over two hundred thousand students in a class with you
0: wow that's a huge number of people in one class. That sounds interesting so so MOOCs, so these are classes that we take online there's a lot of people doing them at the same time, and we can learn valuable skills. So, how did you get interested in MOOCs Chris
1: Well, my background before teaching was all in education at the university level and then also with technology. So in technology, um, I needed to find ways that I could stay ahead of my colleagues and know what was going on in the technical realm. And I stumbled upon MOOCs and they're free. So it was a great way to learn the skills that I needed to learn and skills that I kind of just wanted to know about.
0: Okay, excellent. And I think this, inter- this episode is really going to be of interest for our listeners because our listeners are very self-driven, self-guided, motivated, independent learners. So I think this is really going to resonate. I know I've worked with students who listen to this podcast who have done MOOCs and it's great for them. It's great for the r- certain students. So let's keep going. So what does this mean for our listeners here today? I mean, how could they use MOOCs to improve their English?
1: Lots of different ways. So I have three different ways that I've come up with for for students to use MOOCs.
0: Okay, cool. Um, well, let's just go into it. Chris, then what's your first tip? What's the first way that our listeners could get started today with MOOCs? If they're really itching to get into a free online course, that's really going to move them to the next level, if they use it correctly, of course.
1: So, one of the things that they're going to get from a MOOC that they're not going to get from, say, traditional ESL learning is real English. Now, some programs are set up with real English, but a MOOC is designed in English for speakers of English. Okay. So they're going to get real live English.
0: Okay. So it's really designed, it's geared towards native speakers of English. So it's it's not just an ESL course saying that they're getting real English. They're actually getting everything 100% in English for natives, right? Yep. And that's
1: why my first tip for using MOOCs, is increasing vocabulary
0: okay okay so, so I, I hope that later you'll give us some very specific moocs that we could use so we can make this more practical definitely okay good so how do we increase our vocabulary then using these massive online open courses
1: well with these open courses all of the the classes are online they all have video they all have different audio that goes along with them they have assignments And there's vocabulary throughout there. And especially Mm -hmm. for business English learners, what this does is you have a comprehensive range of materials and exercises. And then because you can take courses specific to business, you're going to get commonly used business idioms. You're going to get abbreviations. And all of these things will help you communicate better with your colleagues.
0: Yeah, I can see this solving one problem. I know in a lot of ESL textbooks or even ESL courses, you get old idioms. You get like old business idioms that are just not used anymore. Like, um, it's raining cats and dogs. That's not even a business idiom, but it's an idiom that you hear in ESL classes, but we really don't use it that much as a native speaker. Would you agree, Nate? Uh, Chris <laughs> I just yeah. called you Nate.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, okay. a lot of the business English course books that I've worked with, like some of the terms I'm like, I don't know why this is in here. But since it's part of the program, and I have (laughs) to teach this, then, you know, a fat cat means this.
0: Right, exactly. So this will eliminate that problem. So the idioms that you're going to find in these courses, because these courses aren't necessarily geared towards ESL students, you're going to find that they're real idioms. Okay, I love that. Anything else there, Chris? Is there a second tip or a second way to use them?
1: Well, my second tip, would be to use MOOCs that are related to your business. So by enrolling in MOOCs that are related to your field or specialization, you're going to significantly enhance your ability to understand and be understood because you're getting everything you need in that course for that course. It's very specific. And that knowledge is going to be essential when you're working in a team, if you're delivering a presentation, Or even if you might be speaking to customers.
0: Yeah, I love this. In my mind, this is one way to kill two birds with one stone, right? We work on our English, but we also move ourselves up in our professional field. I mean, it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. And we do it for free. Definitely. (laughs) And
1: then the, the third tip that I would have would be practice. And what I mean is, is there are thousands sometimes hundreds of thousands of other students taking these courses with you Mm -hmm. there's discussions there's assignments where you may have to you know peer review or peer correct something somebody's written so it's a great way to interact with not only native speakers but other people that are learning English that may be in your field that may turn out to be colleagues or that can help you somehow in the future as well.
0: Right. Or even native speakers, right? I mean, what's the difference when we go up to someone and we say, would you help me practice my English? Would you speak English to me versus going up to a colleague, someone or someone who works in your field, but lives in another state in the US and they're a native speaker and you say, do you want to discuss the material on Skype, right? Could that be a possibility to connect with someone to discuss it?
1: Yeah, definitely. I have a lot of students. I do the MOOCs with my students so that we're seeing the same videos. We can talk about the same things if they have questions. If they don't feel comfortable reaching out in the discussion that's available, then they have me as a resource. But I find a lot in these MOOCs, especially ones that are targeted in the business area or the business field, is that a lot of people really help each other out. And it's because... So many businesses are just international now. People don't just work in, you know, their office in Atlanta, Georgia or in Boston or something like this. They have colleagues all around the world and not all of their colleagues are native English speakers. So they're used to these kinds of things. They're used to these kinds of questions. Yeah. And a lot of times they're really eager to help out.
0: I love that idea. I love that idea. I mean, we have to know that we have value to add, right, in our professional field. And there, you know, if we have a listener here who's listening today who may be from Japan and wants to practice English, but has this amazing skill in engineering, he can probably find someone else in the class who's in the U.S. and that's a native speaker that could discuss the material with him or her, right? So there's a lot of value that we can add if we look beyond just asking someone to practice English with us.
1: Where can you improve your professional skills with an MIT or Stanford professor and improve your English online for free? You can do it using massive open online courses, but if you aren't ready to attempt your first course alone, then I have the framework that will help you get the maximum benefit for your career and your English skills. Start by registering at allearsenglish.com forward slash italki. That's allearsenglish.com forward Forward slash I T A L K I to get ten dollars free, then find me at italki.com forward slash the English tutor. That's italki.com forward slash T H E E N G L I S H T U T O R. Yeah, definitely. If you're just asking somebody to practice English with you, it's the same if you're asking a teacher. If you just say, hey, can I practice English with you? Right. That's not very specific. We don't really know what to do with that. But if you're... Saying, you know, I'm having some trouble, you know, with this data analysis project we were given in class. Could you help me understand it? Mm. Well, now you have a very specific topic to talk about.
0: Yeah, I think that's fantastic. It's also a more intelligent way to approach the problem of not the the core problem that we have here of not being able to speak enough. I mean, I think this is great, Chris. I love this. Um, So, what would you say to students that are worried that when they get into a MOOC, they'll just be lost? Because you did say there are thousands of thousands of people in these courses. What would you say to someone who feels like they might get lost in the course and lost in the material?
1: Well, there are a ridiculous amount of options for these courses. If you're not quite comfortable jumping right into something in your sphere, but there's something you're interested in, maybe take something that's a little bit a little bit different. And there are lots of these MOOCs that are English teaching based,
0: mm-hmm. but...
1: A lot of these courses are at kind of, uh, I would say, an intermediate level Okay. if you're a student. Some students can get away with being pre-intermediate if they really focus and they really, you know, put in a lot of work and effort. But intermediate and up really shouldn't have an issue in any of these courses.
0: So, do they label the courses specifically, even the ones that are just meant to help you with your professional skills, for example, if you're an electrical engineer, right? Do they label that course in terms of English level? Do they actually do that for international students in the course?
1: Some of them will have that, but not all of them. Okay. Um, okay. But you can search for courses based on interests. so... hmm if you are in finance or if you're in leadership, you can search that way.
0: Okay, So good. And then in
1: the descriptions, it gives descriptions of all of the course and what to expect. So you'll kind of know what to expect and can have an idea of whether or not that's going to be above your level. Okay. Word about right.
0: Awesome. So, Chris, I know that you work specifically with students kind of as a partner in these courses, and I want to know what your process is for that and how you could maybe help some of our listeners do that. But first, I want to know if you have a couple of recommendations for your favorite MOOCs. Now, they may be in specific fields, but maybe some of our, our students are in those professional fields. Do you have any <laughs> courses that you could let us know about that you could recommend?
1: Yeah. One of the... um Let me just take a look here. One of the courses I just finished was in instructional design. Okay. So, this was something that I wanted to do uh, personally. And so, that was something that that I did in instructional design. But there's also project management, there's all kinds of things. And I really like the way that, like Stanford University or University of Michigan, uh, Penn State, they have MOOCs that they are like being in the classroom yeah. at some of these top universities.
0: Okay, I love it. And and that's the cool thing, right? That's one of the big selling points that should really draw our attention here is that the, the, the schools that really started these MOOCs were Stanford, MIT, some of the best schools in the world. And to be able to ha- have access to the teachings of a course that students would be paying thousands th- and thousands of dollars for... Really, to be in that course here in Cambridge at MIT, for example, you get that for free online. That's just incredible. Obviously, you don't get the degree from MIT, but you, know, you do get to improve your professional skills in a, really, in a real way.
1: Yeah. And that's where most of these courses are coming from is the top universities around the world.
0: I love that, Chris. That is fantastic. So, tell us exactly how you work with students using MOOCs. Like when a student comes to you, if any of our listeners today want to come to you later on today after they hear about you, um, come over to italki, they want to find you, and they want to work with you using a specific MOOC. What is kind of the framework that you use to help them maximize the value that they get with these MOOCs?
1: Well, the first thing that we would do would be to find out what their learning interests are, and what kind of sphere of business or technology or whatever it is that they want to learn. And then we can go to a couple of different course providers like Coursera or FutureLearn, edX, MITx, Mm. HarvardX, Mm. any of these. And we can take a look at the courses that are offered when they're starting and kind of choose from there. So if I had a student who was interested in, say, leadership and management. Then there's lots of different things starting even this month, next month, and yeah. just on a reoccurring basis that we can take a look at and say, okay, well, let's start with, you know, some data analyst. Mm-hmm. So, or project management or okay. managing project risks and changes. Okay. All of these courses are about four weeks long, so not a huge
0: commitment there. Okay, so they would work with you for the amount of time that the course is going, right? That it's available online, that progress through the course kind of with you, and would you do the course with them in all cases or just in some cases? Usually in all cases. Wow, you're learning a lot. (laughs) That's fantastic for you as a teacher. I like
1: learning. I like the process of learning anyway, so it helps me as a teacher, I think, to go through some of these learning challenges with students. So managing project risk, I know nothing about this. (laughs) But if my student is in this sphere and they need to understand it, and we're going through this course and we're learning it together, they might know all about this in their native language, but they need to express it in English. So yeah. I'm there to help facilitate that.
0: Wow, this is really cool. I mean, we've done about 600 episodes now at All There's English, and we haven't really talked about this. And I love the way you're doing this, Chris. And I really have a feeling that a lot of our listeners, this is going to be right up their alley because they're professionals. A lot of our listeners work in technology, project management and IT, engineering, things like that, guys. So if that's you, and you're ready to kind of kill two birds in one stone and really improve your English and also your professional skills, By working with Chris and using MOOCs, really jump on this as soon as you can. So guys, if you want to work with Chris, there's a two-step process to do that. Step number one is you need to go to allearsenglish.com forward slash I-T-A-L-K-I. And when you go there and register there as a new student, we'll send you $10 to go towards your second lesson with Chris. Cause it's not free to work with Chris. It's free to get the MOOC, but not free to work with Chris. And then you want to go ahead and get, get on Chris's profile because it sounds like your schedule might be filling up with this, um, this framework that you have, Chris. It's very unique. I hope so. (laughs) Okay, great. So tell us how to find your profile.
1: So again, it's going to be www.italki.com forward slash teacher forward slash 1360107.
0: Excellent. Okay, guys. So, that is your two-step process to work with Chris. Start at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-T-A-L-K-I. And step two, go to Chris's profile. Chris, this is great. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on today. Any final tips or final words of wisdom for our listeners today?
1: I would say the biggest tip that I can give you in English is don't be shy and do not be afraid to make mistakes. If you don't make mistakes, you can't learn.
0: Mm, I love it good point and uh, great we hope to have you on the show again soon Chris let us know how it goes thank you thanks so much take care thanks bye bye